Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, home ownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. hit record so we can actually do this yay uh hey you two hey merrick hey Hey, sam hi uh welcome everybody to the joe contractor show where we talk uh we talk construction we've been doing these uh these construction quickies recently which have been fun uh they we highlight different things that need to get taken care of on a house it's kind of been the spring projects yeah now we're into summer yeah <laughs> today we jumped right through right through spring we went from winter to summer which is not fun i think way. winter's coming again this weekend <laughs> it's always yeah. coming <laughs> yeah it'll be fall soon yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a message from uh from will one on online right and will said that the construction quickies are great because you can listen to them on the way to work there you go. Nice. Listen to the whole thing. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, yep. that's um, just just to put it out there to our faithful listeners. I want to say this: we have shot meteorically from zero when we started, of course, to uh, over six thousand subscribers at this point, which is great. That means there's a lot of you out there who. Uh, are listening but who don't subscribe because you think you're going to have to pay us or something like that and no mom you don't have to pay if you hit the subscribe button um i talked to her about that the other day and she's like oh i always thought that meant you had to pay yeah everybody does i think yeah yeah so no you don't have to pay and um we rarely hear from people we do occasionally um but if you want to reach out to us and let us know what you think of our show that would be great was that your own mom my own mother. Yeah. She didn't subscribe? I'm like, Mom, come on. I'm your son. Even if you did have to pay, couldn't you just pay a little bit, Ma? She's like, do you know how much I've paid for you over the years? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we have a guest today. Oh, God. We're yep. just, we're we just wasting time. Wasting oh, yeah. time. <laughs> yes, we have uh, Mike Halsey here. Um, he's been, the last few years, he's been um, helping us with hardwood flooring. So uh, he just actually did a bunch of work on my personal home. And, uh, yeah, so I just... So a hardwood flooring guy. Welcome, Mike. Yeah. Uh, How long have you been doing that, Mike? Uh, 31 years. 31 years. And you walked in here on your own power. I did. You weren't wheeled in. Nope. No, I didn't need any assistance. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) It looks like you must know what you're doing then because you look fairly in shape. 
Thank you. Yep. It's still hard on the body, though. Yeah. It is. You know, the up and down, and you know you're familiar with the up and down part of the job. Yeah, I'm sure we've all yeah. we've all been in the trenches doing hardwood floor at some point. Right. Just uh, briefly, yeah. or, or only occasionally, because I usually left that one to the professionals. That's the I one have, trade you want to leave to you, the professionals. You yeah. definitely do. I, I, every time I've sanded one, like way back in the day, like never doing that again. And the third one, never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think I was done after five, though. That was yeah. it. Done. I only ever did it when I didn't have any money and I That's had to do it for myself. The homeowner special there. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I've, never, I've never done it. I've always known better. Yeah. Really? Good job. Just well, not, think- not, because it's, not because it's a horrible thing to do. It's just because it's like it's a skill. A skill. You, if you can really mess it up if you don't sand it right or you don't install it well. I mean, sure. Yeah. True. I've you done think that. you're doing a good job when you're doing a sandy but when you get a coat on it oh, and yeah. you see all the mistakes then you know you should have hired somebody <laughs> oh yeah every single yeah. time that's what i said <laughs> should have hired somebody else yeah, right right <laughs> how'd you get how'd you get into uh how'd you get into the trade um i i had done previous floor work for like tile work carpet cleaning that sort of thing and uh i just never tried hardwood flooring and i'd when i was young i used to look for a job in the phone book instead of like go to the want ads Oh my goodness. And so I would go into the flooring section, I'd start calling companies. And, and a local guy had a flooring company here. I started with him for like seven bucks an hour. And yeah. I did it for a day, and I said, I'm not coming back here for seven bucks an hour. <laughs> and did and he gave me a raise right away. And I, oh. I worked with him for a while. It turns out his dad was one of the big union shops in town. And he heard about me, and he started bugging me to come work for him. Oh, cool. So eventually I ended up joining the union and working for a bigger company. So, so doing bigger projects. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Huge scale stuff. Yep. So I think um, just to be fair to our younger audience members, yep. um, a phone book is a thing that used to have it yellow was a, pages. It was, a directory. <laughs> <laughs> it was a directory of phone numbers. Yep. And the yellow pages were the portion of it that were businesses. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, you said one other thing there. You said... You said that you used to use the, oh want ads want ads were in the paper. That's kind of <laughs> dinosaur days too. Now. Yeah, yep. yeah, and you used to find jobs by looking in the paper and in the want ads. There was a lot of jobs in the want ads. Yeah, there were. There it's, were. It's like a Marketing completely was a different lot world. easier. Yeah, <laughs> you probably got better, you know, better results than you do like trying to find somebody on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, you know, on the want ads in the paper, you know, they probably got better workers. I would assume so. Yeah. Craigslist is sort of the, like, the unholy union of the past there and the present. It's all weird. Yeah. But, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, so you did. You started out working for someone else and then you... The son of the the the, the owner of the big business. Okay. I what? had no idea his dad was, you know, fully fortified with just about every job in, in the cities to go work on. Huh. Right. But his so. son didn't work for him? No, he was on his own. He had the guy had two sons that were both on their own. Yep. Hmm. I don't want to name names, but <laughs> yeah, that says a lot. That doesn't want to work like for their dad. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the the original owner ended up selling to the daughter, oh. and she came and came in and took it over. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Then I was gone. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That wasn't working for she, you. She just wasn't from the same trade as we are. Right. So she had never done any hard nothing labor. Like, no, nothing like that. It, she was just running a business. Just running a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so you were on. You've been uh, on your own. Went on my own in '99. 
Okay. Yep. God, that is like that is that's long that's ago, a long right there. Yeah, yeah. I started it's in ninety some years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're almost on my track. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, eighty-seven. Not not far off mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been. It's uh, hard to believe it's been this long. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. You know that happens. But I when you I love what you do, something better. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just love what you do. That's oh, why always, you're still doing it. I always it. wake up and love what I do. Yeah. But yeah, you still you still enjoy it. Yeah. 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 I, I like the not being in the same place all the time. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. New clients, n- new problems, new new uh, you know projects on floors to get done. Well, part of the flooring projects are your favorite, like or your different uh, sanding, finishing. Laying, flooring? Um, I'd like the refinishing stuff. Uh, taking the old and making it new again. Adding a little color to it and then, you know, get a little white up against it. It looks like a whole different house most of the time. Yep. Do you do inlay? Um, not too much. I, I do have installers that, you know, can, can do that for sure, though. Yep, yep. Yeah, do you, uh, how big is your company? It's just me and one other guy right now. But okay. I, I was... We were talking earlier. I've had lots of employees. Yeah, I ran full crews and three installers full time, and yeah, and and I'm just downsizing. The quality control is better, and there's so many reasons why you should still be, you know, doing your own work when you can. Yeah, we were talking about that before the show yep. started. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough when you're in the trades and you're good at something because the the natural tendency is to think like, oh, I should make a company out of this. Mm-hmm. And then and then you hire other people who aren't necessarily as good as you are, and it's hard to train them and mm-hmm. hard to run a business. And so many more problems. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And generally speaking, uh, most people I know who do that don't make more money. Well, you know, the, so. the hardest thing for me about that and why I chose to scale it down was because I was so busy that I wasn't making wages personally anymore. And then I had to make all that money off of all the other people. And I made about the same amount. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and then you live with it day in and day out. You've, you've kind of always got the specter yeah. of your business hanging over your shoulder, looking at you saying, what do you think you're going to take today off? Like there's some invoices to write. There's some estimates to do. Like, yeah. It's nonstop. Somehow yeah. you did it though, Lori. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I took one day off for a funeral and, come back and I'm completely overwhelmed after one day (laughs) (laughs) for a funeral (laughs) oh that's slacker (laughs) (laughs) it's awful but no I've drawn the line in the sand I was saying that earlier to Mike that I pretty work much work nine to five no nights and weekends anymore yeah for the most part you just have to let it go you do. And not become overwhelmed. It's hard to do when you say yes to everybody, though. Yeah, I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been that person. Yeah. yeah. I have learned recently, like, no is fine, too. Yeah. yeah. It took a while to learn it, but yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah, when you're in a service-driven industry, it's it sort of pushes you to think that you need to say yes to everything. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering... Why, why am I stressed all the time? It's probably that you're saying yes too much. Yes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you uh, do a snow plow too, right? Yep. Yeah, I, oh. I plow snow in the winter every winter, about the same amount of time, 30 years. Yeah. yeah the, the year after the Halloween storm, I was like, that's it. I'm getting a four-wheel drive and a plow. Uh-huh. God, I, I love that Pretty storm. good year to be a plow guy, huh? Well, I got in it the year after. 
Oh, I'm saying this year. This year was was pretty good. Yeah, it was a little too busy than normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you have contracts or do you make both. money per? Okay. I got both. I, I work out you know, monthly for a couple and then just buy the the plow. Do you have to get out with your shovel and get out of the truck every now and then? Just for snowblower stuff. No shovel. Okay. Don't really have to shovel. But I have to be a certain place by, you know, 2 a.m. To, to make sure employees are in by 4.30. Right. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. I'm in mm-hmm. huge trouble. Right. So, you, <laughs> so. Um, do you take a, a contracts just to fill a day, or do you get, are you filled for a couple of days of shoveling or plowing? It, it just goes per snowfall. Um, and then I just work through the, the whole route, and, and then uh, I'm done. And then the next snow, snow comes, I'm back out again. Yep. Yep, and I just bill monthly. Yep. Yeah, that's an, I mean, keeps you busy in the winter. It's steady. Yeah, yeah. the third most snowiest year in record. Yeah. 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 Little, so far. A little busier than So normal. far. <laughs> Come on, we were, we're supposed yeah. to get more snow this weekend. Don't say that. <laughs> I know. It'll be on... It'll be Some, on green grass, and it'll melt. Yeah, it'll, it'll won't be anything. No. You're not supposed to swear on the airwaves. <laughs> not, not real happy about that. Huh? <laughs> That's the thing. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Whatever the hell we want. Yeah. <laughs> I, still, I still wouldn't give up the snow plowing either. I, I, like, I like driving and being on the road. and Listening to podcasts. Listening to podcasts, <laughs> and uh, there's nobody else in my way, usually yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, middle of the night during a snowstorm for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no traffic. Yeah, so that's fine. What's, what's your favorite? Let's go back to wood. What's your favorite wood for flooring? Um, I kind of like birches and maples. Uh, I like stain. I'm not really a natural person. Um, <clears throat> I like the way that stain goes against different colors and paint as well. Um, kind of make things really come alive and pop. A little better too, more clean cut too. Yep. Yeah. What about what about all the new products there are out there these days with the, you know, the like vinyls and all that. What about the bamboos or, or you know the oh, different prefinished? Yeah. Were you talking hardwoods? about finish? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the 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 bamboos are pretty popular. Um, normally they're engineered. They're not yeah. basically a raw material. Do you sand? Do you ever sand them and refinish them? Yeah, you know, sometimes you got one shot at it. Yeah. With the amount of wood that's on the top of the engineered. What about the strand woven stuff? Have you ever messed around with that? No, not really. Okay. Uh, the, the 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 bamboo is a pretty tough wood. Totally. First of all, and and the finish that they use is pretty tough too. Sometimes. Yeah. I was wondering so, about that. <laughs> Who's I, at our door? <laughs> Lori's going to go check the door. Yeah. Um, well, the reason I ask is uh, I've installed, so that strand woven stuff, you can put it over top of hydronic heat. Okay, um, and it won't expand at all. Right, sure. it's, it's so stable that it can be over top of heat. So I've had a mm-hmm. couple of clients that have had me put heat underneath and then, and then uh, you know, the strand woven bamboo. But as you're installing it, I'm thinking, boy, if a, if a finisher ever has to refinish this stuff, like... I don't know what they would do. It's so dense, so tough. So you got to start with really aggressive paper, and, yeah. And you're going to go through a lot of it, yeah. You know, basically. Um, but once you hit the wood, you got to back off, otherwise you're going right through to the underlayers. Sure. Well, and that stuff is through body. It, it's uh, it's a solid. It's solid, solid all the way through. Yeah. Yep. yep. But so they, I think they, they have a machine that weaves it right and then they compress it mm-hmm. so it's all one piece but 
still heavily engineered but right um yeah so you've got uh so yeah it was the the new finishes uh like do you use did you kind of stick with some of the old oil stuff or yeah i still i still use a lot of oil yeah. and recommend it they'd recently had to modify their formula um probably to comply to some you know chemical rules and stuff with yep. the environment and uh they're still hanging in there but they're they're not as the, the way they used to be yeah so what about do you ever use water or do you ever uh, yeah i do do water too it's yeah kind of almost 50 50 you know out of the out of the year um but i i don't really push the water long term yeah. it's just not as durable do the oils are do they smell a little are they easier now or the are oils, they still strong the oils still smell it's still just strong. like an oil-based painter there's no low odor they they're trying to work on the the, the low voc level yeah. on those too yep and yeah. i think with a new formula that the, the product that i use they they've achieved it a little bit okay it's not as bad as the old formula sure and it'll probably only get you know a little less smelly as time goes too so yeah. yep right yeah, but no like Swedish finishes. I don't really you know mess with that too much, or you know tongue and groove oils or anything like that for flooring. Yeah, we uh... people do it though, don't they? Some people do. Yeah, yeah. and they'll swear just, by it. They'll just do like wax or whatever yeah. on a wood. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, go ahead. Oh, um, well, I was just um, thinking about because we just did a project at my house, so. I, would, I thought that would be kind of neat to sure. talk about. Yeah. So, like, because I was able to buy the house and not move into it for a couple of months, so I could get some get some things done. So we had had Mike come in first and do all the do all the flooring, sand everything down. The floors were like pretty rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was pee stains. They hadn't been. They were flaking and hadn't had been touched up here and there. I mean, it was it was quite a job. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought was interesting is that he was looking at them ahead of time to see, like, oh, is this a oil base in this area versus, like, so you treat an area differently depending on what the surface was before. Yeah, with the oil or the water. Yeah, like if it was already an oil base, then you need to use oil on top of it and vice versa, or how does that? Uh, not necessarily. Um, what we went with, years you had oil, I believe you had the oil, and then we saved that spot in the corner to try to match Mm-hmm. what you wanted so the oil that we put down in the stain was pretty close right away um if you had water it wouldn't have looked that close right yep so but you did pick a really good color and it looks great with the oil yeah it did come out really nice mm-hmm. so how do you get so i'm guessing pea stains and red wine stains or whatever how do you bleach it what do you do because isn't there yeah. times where you can't get it out yeah the bleaching doesn't really do much for any kind of animal urine um you know, wine stains i don't really see that too often um but uh you have to usually cut out the flooring and replace and then oh. the newer wood won't match perfectly you can go hunt around and try to find reclaimed wood and, and fit that in um that could be like a witch hunt though sometimes too so usually people just use the new flooring and let the the, the new urethane kind of start to blend it all back together after it ages for a while sure or even a darker stain right away will help you know really blend that new repair in really well too yep i think i've cleaned a lot of tongue and groove out to try and match some old i can't even think of the mm-hmm. projects but 
the nails were pulled. I think was it the reuse it? Mm-hmm. The reuse center. Yeah. Would would uh, they had a sell. Salvage piece of the company that would go out and they'd call and say, "Are you interested in this or this?" And so we'd get to go through a house before they went before they went through it, and we'd uh, you know pick stuff if we needed it. But wire brushing the the tongue and the yeah. grooves out, man, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all gunked up from old finishes yeah. and stuff, and it never wants to go back together no. the right way. No, no. because no. of that too. Let I mean, alone it being a live product and moving product is i think you mentioned something earlier about that full room install with reclaimed wood it the wood fights you the whole the whole way i'm sure you're pounding three times harder and and you have gaps everywhere still i mean it just once that wood was set with that board next to it before then you pull it and try to put it next to another board it just it doesn't really work it misses its mate it misses its old mate yeah exactly they were in harmony yeah Yep. Mean old humans, yeah. always <laughs> tearing apart flooring lives. Yeah, <laughs> I, the uh, I have radiators in my house, so I thought that was pretty interesting because they have this yeah. tool. It's kind of got like a duck bill looking thing. Yep. The radiator sander, so yeah. you don't have to pull radiators necessarily. The sander reaches all the way under and sands them. Then you hand scrape around the the piping and the the legs and stuff, and you're pretty much ready to go. It's called a radiator tool. Yeah, radiator sander. Huh. You can rent them at rental shops. Some rental shops still have them. Huh. And does it just have like a sand? Yeah, it's plate? Just a little disc extended yep. on off the end of the machine, like a like an alligator bill mm-hmm. you know, or a duck bill. Sure. Um, I think it reaches out about mm, maybe fourteen inches, give or take. Plenty for most radiators. Plenty for most yeah. radiators. Yep, yep. What are, What are the? Can you just tell us about all the different? tools you use the different uh well for purposes? for edging along the edges we use uh the, the best uh, machine would be the clark mm-hmm. super seven edger and you can rent them at any rental shop they always have a dozen of them uh some are worse than others um but the big machine you know you can't always rent what i have for that's a 220 hookup to a, a, a power box so um, you gotta take the cover off of the yep um, unplug his dryer so he can't dry his clothes before the show yeah. and, and, and run run the machine off that breaker for a couple of days so he can't do any laundry. <laughs> yep. And it wasn't going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then uh, just the the mechanics of that heavy-duty machine, it, the RPM is so fast that you can really dig through a floor quick. If Is that the, a drum? Yep, the, yeah. big, the big drum. Is there a certain brand that you really like? It's a, it, all, all the real professional guys like it. It's called the Hummel. Uh, it's, it's a German floor sanding machine. Okay. I mean, it looks like an antique tool. I mean, is it? Because it, it looks like it's built in the 30s. Like. Yeah, it's got kind of the same probably design as the original. It hasn't changed over decades. Huh. But it's it's a proven machine. It's just bulletproof. It just doesn't break. Yeah. You'll have issues, little issues of maintenance issues and stuff, but um, they'll run for 50, 60 years. Easy. How much does that thing weigh? It's just under 200 pounds. Okay. Yep. Oh. That's, that's I, used to have to carry, I used to carry it up and down stairs for the union job yeah. <laughs> to make sure my time is right. Timing is good for everything, but it can break down into two pieces, too. Oh. Yep, for easy, easier moving. So that's the first piece that goes through is your, you do the drum yep. first, and then, and then the edges? Then the edges, yep. And then drum again, then edges again, usually doing three or four abrasive cuts per floor. 
What's the finest grit you use? Uh, for maples and birches and stuff, you're talking about maybe 120 grit okay. for, for a final. And then uh, there's always a middle grit and a mm-hmm. rough grit too. But, and then the oak with a natural, you're looking at 80 grit. Or if you're going stain, stick with the 120. What's the coarsest grit you've had to use? Uh, they make 12 grit. And, you, and you've had to use it? Oh, I use rocks. it all the time. Oh, you do? Piece rocks on paper. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like huge. It's got to be. Wow. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't cob up. That's that's the thing. The, the, the finer, you know, rough grits, like 36 grit, everything will get in between. But sure. with the 12 grit, nothing can really stick in between the rocks. Huh. So you so can, you can pull get up a few paint? more feet. Does it pull up paint? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It rips up everything pretty well. Well, I mean, then do you have what's the next grit you jump to after a twelve? Then uh, thirty-six grit. Okay, so yep. that's a pretty big jump. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. You can't jump too high. And then a sixty, maybe. Or? Yep, exactly. Depending on the wood. Yeah. But and and, and I imagine you burn through boxes. material. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a black tar job, and and they want us, you know, keep the floor and. I've done the worst of the worst. I mean, some guys now, they, they make a, a carbide tip blade for a buffer wheel. Oh, sure. So they can shave off the top layer of whatever crud is on top. Wow. Um, but that wasn't always available. So um, yeah. it, it would be the 12 grit and 16 grit on the big machine. So you really do do it mm-hmm. with it pulling tar off. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, I, I get through the worst of it. I think and I've then heard... there's so much beauty under there. You yeah. know, that's what got me hooked. Yeah, it is really pretty right. when you when you get yeah. down through the when you look at what's there and then what you created after getting all that slop off of there. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I look at those floor every time I walk through my house. I'm just like, wow, wow. this is so beautiful. These mm-hmm. ancient 1930s oak floors, fully matured, just, right? You know, right. Wood. There's um, what, what do you is it burl? No. What's a oh, quarter sawn? So they yeah. they quartered had, and riffed. Like yeah. every fourth or fifth board is nice quarter sawn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It has like a tiger grain in in a mm-hmm. lot of it. It's just the way they end up cutting a tree. It's a different way they cut it versus regular yeah. selector, you know, standard grade wood. And then and they put in. So there was one part of my house that had the little sunroom mm-hmm. where we had some laminate flooring that looked like wood. And they tore that out and they put it in. And it looks great. It matches really well. But if you look at it, the size of the grain or the distance between the grain, it's like premature. Huge. Yeah. Wow. Day. yeah. From the old stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But nice. the stain kind of ties it all together. Yeah. Yeah. The color helps. You don't notice it unless you look up close, but you can tell how much quicker those trees were grown. Or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're milling those trees at 20, 30 years old versus the old, you know, original floors. Those trees are 300 years old. Right. Fully mm-hmm. mature. Um, and some of the bird's eye maple that comes out of the, the, the those older trees that are in these houses, too, is just amazing. We yeah. were on a job site with an inch and a quarter uh, oak, and they wanted it all pulled out. And I'm like, okay, I'm remodeling my own house. I can mm-hmm. use that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's in. And I have it. Yeah. But it's so hard, isn't it, to see something pulled like that? And you just go, I hope it doesn't go to the garbage. I would bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> I would save it and use it. You yeah. got a garage full of I, At one stuff. point, I did save a lot of yeah. wood. Yeah. 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 That was my own reuse center kind uh-huh. of <laughs> supply house. So would you, when, did you want to not give it up? Like a project would come up and you're like, well, I got yeah, some. Yeah, some of the fancier but... boards I would keep. Yeah. But it depended on the job, too. Do you, do you like mixed hardwood floorings, like um, 
like mixing a walnut with a oak or a maple or yeah anything. yeah to give it a good distinctive borderline around yeah. you know a house or, or, or a room yeah it looks really nice yeah. or a parallel even of, of brazilian cherry mm, nice yeah but it really it really looks nice and, and pops really nicely with some birch or, or light maple yeah yep. you guys are getting crazy <laughs> crazy with Wait the, the woods house. you can't mix woods <laughs> have you ever done a parquet have you ever done a parquet yeah. floor Yep, parquets are a little different because uh, the grain goes one way and then it crosses and yeah. goes the other way. Mm-hmm. Is it harder to sand? It is. It is you, you, at the at the end of it when you do the buffing part. You have to worry about the cross cut lines mm-hmm. that you're leaving because you're always going to leave them with a parquet. Right. So you just gotta. We ended up just start sand disking them instead of a screen for a buff. It would be a sanding disc instead mm-hmm. to just clean it all up at the end. Took me a while to figure it out, though. I was doing it the hard way with screens and still got it out, but it just took longer. But they do make sanding screens, too, for stuff like that. You put under a buffer now. Yep. You know, there there just aren't that many um, areas of the house that you can talk about this this in depth. Yeah, you know? right. there's a lot of processes just, just for doing one floor. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we can talk insulation, we can talk windows and stuff, but floors... You know, a good hardwood floor, it amazed me the all the years that they covered them up with carpets and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't believe you got these old hardwood floors. Let's get some carpet on that. Mm-hmm. Like, now they're, you know. They were just mainly for code. Yeah. For, for building the house and everyone was into the carpet, though. Yeah. I was so, ex- yeah, so excited to pull some uh, laminate flooring out when I got my house. And I, and I it was a, you know, 1920s house. For sure, that old part of the house had nice flooring under it. Well, I pulled it out, and they not only covered it with uh, some uh, plank flooring, but then they had pulled the flooring out, and there was plywood there. So yeah. they pulled the flooring out even. Right. Put some plywood. I'm like, no. Yeah, get rid of that old oak. Yeah. yeah and I mean, you know, the character of the old, you know, you'd think that, you know, you pull off boards with nails and layers of laminate flooring and all of that. Like, and tar. You'd think yeah. you'd think that afterwards you'd be kind of like not that great, but the character is really cool. And especially if you have a good hardwood floor guy, go over it afterwards and really shine it up nice. It's yep. kind of neat with an old house to have. Brings that it character. back alive again. It uh, does. Yep, it does. I'm always amazed when when you get floors refinished, just how awesome it looks. Some That's people nice. don't even know what they have under their floor, which was carpeted for twenty, thirty years until. I come and we pull back a corner yep. to just to see what they have and, and then they decide to do the job and then the whole the, the whole job, the carpet's gone and the floors are redone. They're, they have thousands and thousands of dollars yep. that were just covered up that long. Yep. Um, and their allergies are disappearing and everything right. else in the same token. Right, you yeah. Know? yeah. So, just not a fan of carpet. In the 70s, there was really no, not, not much awareness for allergy allergy symptom i'm sure uh, right. which we, we had in the big strike in the 80s yeah where they were saying carpet is a number one factor for right. for your problem yeah and and i got into the flooring soon after that and uh never Good went move. back yeah yep. yeah well let's take a let's take a quick break and we will come back for a second half here sounds good all right We 
will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term, green, and sustainable building practices, and they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. All right, we are back with the uh, second half of our show. So, Mike? Yes. Good to, good to have you in here. Thank you. Yeah. How did you pick the name? Is it What's the name of your business? Is it Hull- Halsey Hardwoods? Halsey Hard- okay. That's yeah, how'd you pick that? <laughs> my name stands behind my business. Nice. Halsey yeah. Hardwoods. It matches kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yep. It's a good it's Yeah, it's a proven way to go. H&H. I mean, wait, you got your, Put your name behind your business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wonder. I know. I'm Wonder, Wonder Woman. Oh, right. Oh, I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things. If you're like on the smaller side in the construction world, that's what you what you do. You name your business after yourself, and then mm-hmm. people know who this I'm is. I'm so excited for my son to take over and name and you know be Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah, might have to change room. a few things. Oddly, he just doesn't. I mean, it's a new generation. They don't care. He's no. very, very proud of it. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Different. Yeah. So, uh, Woods, so we can, I mean, we spent, uh, what, 10 minutes or something talking about different Woods, but that's because Wood is awesome. Sure. Yeah. Do you, here's a question. When, uh, it was not the question I wanted to ask, but I'll remember that. I know my woods, and I've a, been a fine woodworker, and, and I know my uh, exotics and domestic woods. You show me a tree, and I don't know what the hell kind of tree it is. I'm like, I, one day I really oh. hope to know the tr- what kind of tree. I could maybe pick out a walnut and an oak and a maple, not, not distinctively red oak or white oak, but one day that would be my goal is to know the tree. Versus the wood. Do I don't you, even really know the tree. You don't? Not oh, really. God, I can I tell by so the bad. grain. 
Yeah, I, I got to look at the inside of the tree. I'm like, cut it down, and I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, they, I I think they have a way to take a picture of it and just they ID the tree. Yeah, yep. true. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess I don't need to learn. No, you can. You can. You can rely on your little robot friend there that you carry around with yeah. you to just tell you what the tree is these right. days. Right. That's true. I'm yeah. still stumped once in a great while, but for flooring, you only have a few selection of exotics. Like Kumaru, it's like an African uh, cherries, Brazilian cherries, Brazilian and cherry. wo- Brazilian walnuts. Yep. Those are pretty easy to spot. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of it from there on is kind of domestic woods. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you, do you get most of your hardwood flooring material from a specific supplier or do you kind of shop around for different types I, it, it depends on what i have to do for the customer too if you have repair to do you got to be kind of picky about what you put in the floor sure. or it won't fit right um but we mainly use a lot of the minnesota uh, distributors they use uh, northwoods flooring they're in wisconsin okay um and and they they supply us with oak uh both red and white and and they do maple and a little bit of hickory i don't think they do anything else do they mill it or do they yeah they harvest and mill right right on their own site in wisconsin i don't know the whole detail but there's a lot of competition with southern woods There's, there's like five or six even eight different mills that they truck their wood up here too yeah i feel like i know the owners of northern hardwoods i'm pretty sure i do that's a big outfit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's two separate companies I kind of found out recently. Um, we were talking cabinets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the one that I get my supplies from just mill flooring or if they mill other things. All I know is they're, they're out of Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah, so they're not too far. And it's really great that it's milled locally. Yeah. Milled Pretty much. Yep. cut. Yep. Yeah. But, but a lot of semi-trucks shipping that southern stuff up here, too. Oh, I'm sure. Yep. Um, and and some of that wood works better for repair, but it's a different style of wood as far as grain. <clears throat> environment where it came from, it could be swampy. Yep. So the, the, the wood's a little wilder in the grain. Mm. Or, or, you can tell the huh. difference between northern and southern wood for sure. Hmm. Yeah, there's if a big difference. If you big cut them difference. open. Yeah. If you cut them open. Yeah. 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 You get a lot more wild grain from southern than you do northern. Oh, weird. I think it's just because of the moisture what's, factor. What's that mean? The the southern oaks and maples mm-hmm. and stuff like that are more wild grain. Like, oh, like... like more um, characteristic oh, okay. grain than, than a, a traditional northern oak or, or maple. Yeah, I mean, our trees are, are slower growing generally, Yeah, because too. of the climate. Yeah. Yep. Southern, they kind of go year-round. They stop here in the winter, are you saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everything else? Well, I know like uh, like northern Wisconsin is and Michigan are faster growing than we are because of all the lake effect snow and stuff. And so the, the trees, you know, a 30-year-old maple in northern Wisconsin is different than a 30-year-old maple in central Minnesota. So Sure. Yeah. It's more dormant, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Do you like cherry wood? Yeah, cherry's really nice. Yeah. Yep. That's I don't really see favorites. a lot of it, but but when I do, I kind of know you know what it is right away because it's kind of distinctive. Yeah, yep. that is one of it's my got favorites. Got that got that nice color. Yep. Yeah. So uh, so aside from floors and plowing, yeah. What uh, what else do you do with your time? Um, raise a family. Uh, married with two young children. Yeah. How young? 
uh, two and five. Holy cats! I yeah. know. I said that earlier too. Like, really? You're busy. Yeah. yeah. I'm 55 this December. Okay, I wasn't going to ask, you yeah. know, but um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a late bloomer, I guess. Yeah. Well, I have a, I mean, I have a nine-year-old sister, and I'm 50, almost 48. Yeah. So, well. So you know, my dad's. If <laughs> I know how it works, but um, yep. uh, but yeah, starting a family late in life, huh? Yep. Two and five. Yep. So you had a lot of free time prior to that. So you, you know, you had your free time, and now you get to have some. Yeah, my free time, time my, my workaholic days, and and now I'm kind of trying to settle more at home and and work a regular schedule. Yep. Um, which is a little hard to do. You're always getting pulled one way or another. Uh, boys or girls? Or one of each. One of each. Oh, yep. that's nice. Yep. The girls too. The boys five. Yep. So his name's Levi, and my daughter's name's Caitlin. Cute. Thank you. Fun. Yeah, yeah I really. So I, fun. When we didn't really have like a hard deadline because I had got the property way before I needed to move into it. Right. But I really respected the fact that, <clears throat> you know, Mike, uh, you know, prioritized his family responsibilities, you know, getting that, getting his kids to school, spending time and really, um, you know, there's just not enough fathers that are really just digging into the dadhood yeah you know i just respect that sometimes waiting is better you gave me a big deadline i had a lot of room in there so i was able to do it too which i appreciate yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i've got i've got a six-year-old so i know and then i've got a 15 and a 14 or 16 and a 14 year old but um i would say i'm a little bit older dad than than a lot of like her peers at school and stuff and i know that um it's different with that maturity it's it's different being a little bit older parent and do you do you find yourself like did you get a lot of good baby naps in uh yeah my wife did most of that okay yep I, I just I, did I just I still loved do. letting the baby sleep on my chest like we got this buddy yeah I didn't want to break her yeah, <laughs> yeah you were worried about that yeah I was worried about breaking her so yeah. I let mom do the real you know touchy stuff and then now she's she's more durable I can sleep with her and yeah her. yeah 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 that's cute yep they're they're so where did you fun. grow up in South Minneapolis oh you did yep yeah I went to uh, Armitage and Anthony and Southwest huh. Okay. Thought you were going to say you were a farm kid or something. Nope. Hardworking. No. Yeah. No. Right here, city boy, my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Hardworking. Good. I would have guessed. I was. I was there with you. I, yeah. I figured you were a country boy. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's always been the old adage: is that they don't they don't make people who go into the trades in the cities. They all come off the farm and sure come to town and do work. But well, it must have been my work ethic that my mom taught me. Yeah. What'd yep. your parent? What'd your mom do? She was a nurse oh. for for a very long time. Okay. She dabbled in other things too. And you your know. dad? My dad, he's he's passed a long, long time, but he he was a paramedic and okay. also a Minneapolis police. Wow! Yeah. So yeah. a couple of hard workers. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good. Yeah. Good example. Sure. Yep. So South Minneapolis, what part? Just curious. Southwest okay. Minneapolis, Lake yep. Harriet, behind Lake Harriet. Yeah. Yep. And down. Yep. Yeah. Over by Wagner's Greenhouses. Yeah. Are you uh, still in Minneapolis? Uh, I was up until uh, you know, a couple of years ago we moved to Bloomington. Okay. Kinda so you got one of those big yards? Pre- yeah, preparing for family and, and needed more room. And we're real close to the school out there, too, so it's really nice. Yeah, I always have a little bit of uh, garage envy and stuff when I... 
I do too. When I drive mm-hmm. through those areas, I love I'm like, this city, but holy man. shit, look I at these know. people. Yeah. They've got multiple stalls in their garages. Yeah. I have that now. Yeah. Oh. I, I can open my door from my kitchen and throw a tool on the bench. <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I never had that luxury. Yeah. You know, don't have to worry as much with your kids running, when they get a little older, running off into the neighborhood. I'm always like, man, city people are just coming from anywhere. There's so many people here. And crazy drivers sometimes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, did I hear you say like you like to fish? Uh, yeah. Or I, something I, when about I fishing? have time, I like to do fishing trips. Or the ice and, being gone, or something like that. Yeah, um, it's going to be about that time to to get out here soon. Uh, hunting too. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to kind of carry that on to my son too. Uh, te- teaches him more responsibility too, right right off the bat, mm-hmm. with being outdoors and and. Being responsible outdoors, for sure. Yep. Yeah. What? Or your uh, daughter. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of uh, What sort of hunting do you do? Just bird. Okay. Pheasant, oh. duck, grouse. Yeah. Upland, upland game bird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I know my my daughter is uh, my my best fishing companion. Mm-hmm. My boys they'll fish with me, but. Mm-hmm. My daughter is like all over it. She will sit there all day with daddy and and she pays attention and she actually cares about it. so she catches more fish than than the boys do. But Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're distracted. They're not really Yeah, into it. they're like, let's go play. I'm kinda Just like your boys. Give me a game yeah. boy or something. <laughs> all right. Yep. yep. I'm hoping my daughter's that way. She's really into dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. She's that type of yeah, daughter. Cute. So yep. Oh, I love She's it. She's not happy until I'm home. Actually, so we gotta hurry it up here. Just yeah, kidding. yeah. Just kidding. Just let's, kidding. let's wrap this up. I got a kid to get home to. Uh, that's cute, though. Yeah. So, uh, so, but open water fishing, not not a lot of ice fishing. Uh, a little bit. That a little too. bit. Yeah. 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 That's. Uh, I like to move around though when I'm fishing, sitting and waiting for it to come out of a hole. Is yeah, a little that's tougher. tough. Yeah. Yeah, I like to move around and ice fish. But I know what you mean. Like some people just go sit and, you know, yeah. I'm more mobile. Yeah. Yep. Go find them. But. What, other hobbies? Uh, I don't know. Back in the day, dirt biking and stuff like that. Trail riding. Uh, Got to get back into it. I was waiting for the kids to grow up. With I a motor? I with, with a motor? Like yeah, dirt with biking? a motor. Yeah, with a motor. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, it might come back around. I'm doing that now. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Kids are older and I'm getting all these toys. Yep. Yeah. Just yeah. You've gotten you've gotten all geared up. I am. Not done. No, I hope I'm done. No. Kind Kids of. are older and they're, and they're like, "Oh, you couldn't have the fun stuff when I was around." Right. <laughs> right? You got to teach them how to use them since we didn't have them. Right. Growing up in the cities. Yep. So after your floor being done for a while, do, do you notice like a change in the, the color? Is it getting darker on you? Or I haven't I haven't noticed. Yeah. Um, well, over time, it's going to keep doing that. It's uh-huh. gonna, a little more amber. It's just going to keep on kind of darkening slowly. Right. It's just the nature of the product. Yeah, I did notice that the, you know there's maybe one stain that still has that you can see mm-hmm. like that's noticeable but it was a really bad one mm-hmm. it's like upstairs where it's kind of off to the side anyway but um i was amazed with how well because it was really stained like when i mean there were stains everywhere there was like animal animal pea stains up and down mm-hmm. how many times would you would you sand a floor 
Uh, you can usually get, I don't know, seven to eight usually out oh. of out of you know if you got solid hardwood. Yeah. Even existing home, I mean, you're probably only looking at it's been sanded maybe three times. Sure. So you you could go seven to eight. I didn't know that. A good way to to be able to tell is just stick a, like a business card down into the crack. Oh. And then pull it up to see where you're at. Sure. To, um, but that would really only go to the tongue. Of it would the... go right to the tongue. That's where you want to be. Uh-huh. Yep. And then, you know, you take off maybe uh, one, you know, 30-second fraction of, uh, on a resand each time, too. So you're not taking off too much, one sixteenth maybe. Yeah. Right. Depending on how aggressive, uh, what how you have to do. How much damage there is. Yeah, mm-hmm. how, how much you have to do to get it get it clean again. Yeah. But you get a lot of, a lot of different sands. Out of, out of one floor huh. and then some of the older maples too like gym flooring that's actually thicker on the top it's got a thicker wear layer or whatever yeah oh, yep. Yeah. yep so because it's maybe meant more for gyms because they could resand the gym more often too sure but uh all the gyms i've sanded they just keep putting coats on them so you gotta sand off like 20 coats of poly by, right. the, time. Right. Oh, <laughs> by yeah. the time you you get you know get it done and how so. many coats do you put on um, it's normally a wood sealer and two thick poly, mm-hmm. and then I recommend getting an extra coat right off the bat so you don't have to worry about it later. You're good for a good 30 years with, with good minimal traffic. Yeah. Right. You're, you're, you're okay. You're good. How about, and you can always call me back for another one, too. How about curing time? What do you recommend before you put your couch back on it? Um, I, I usually tell people because they're anxious to get moved right. in again. Right. You don't want to be displaced. Mm-hmm. So I, I usually tell them just ease into it, do the light stuff first, get, put pads under everything, and yep. then maybe bring in the, the heavier stuff, you know, after, you know, three or four or five days, and don't drag anything on the floor. It's a big no-no. Right. I've had so, people use a towel or a big comforter to even drag a, a, a stove across the floor and they still scratch the floor. of course oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Radiators. and then i gotta try to fix that yeah, yeah. and then they, they recommend you wait two to three weeks for big rugs mm. big area so rugs. 24 48 hours for the first light stuff yeah so so why what what's why do you wait with the big rugs i've, I've heard that before yeah it just it probably slows down on the the breathing of the floor to to harden up mm-hmm. and, and cure a little it's kind of slows that process down it's like putting putting a gag over your mouth you're not breathing as as well mm-hmm. you want yeah. the floor to breathe and can that affect the way that it looks it could possibly um uv rays is going to really factor in there too if you get a lot of sunlight in your in your room um and you pull back that rug in a year and we've all seen it you see yeah. that, that line <laughs> yeah you know, that's usually all all uv rays really no way around it they do they do make a uv uh, film you can put on your windows which helps cut that down oh sure yep Mm -hmm. but uh, i don't know if that really makes sense in the real world i think some windows now some manufacturers are even doing a certain percentage of that uv block yeah yeah i'm sure they are there's r factors and u factors andrew is that our guest was talking about the windows yep yeah, he yep. was talking yep. about that. Was he? Yeah. Yep. Yep. What were you saying, Lori? There, there's U factors and R factors, and, and they're all different numbers. And so, I mean, you do want some passive solar, but on the other hand, you don't want too much sunlight mm-hmm. you know, burning through either. Right. So those numbers were important. All right. They are important. So people don't really know that when they order a window, and that depends on the side of your house. Did you really need that low E on the north side? Or the, you yeah. Know, your right. U factors mm-hmm. can be different depending on the side of the house it's at. Yep. Yep. Building sciences. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's Laurie's specialty. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a same or similar kind of guy. You know? Just throw in the windows, <laughs> numbers, mummers. Uh, that's funny. Well, um, as we wrap up here, what uh, you know? So, what's the name of your company again? Halsey Hardwoods. Halsey Hardwoods. Yeah, based out of Minneapolis. Yeah, and you're gonna stick with it for a while. I'll so, be... if someone's listening to this. Two years from now, they're not going to be like, oh, they're not around anymore. Yeah, I'll, I'll still be around. Yeah. 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 yeah you'll I'm be not going it. anywhere. That's I'm not good. moving. So. Yeah. That's always important. Yeah. People want to count on you. Yeah. I was a member of the Better Business Bureau for a while, too. Um, that's the only information I would have out there online. No, you have no a website? website? No website. Oh, oh I like so it. It's all word of mouth. It's all word of mouth. Nice. Yep. And I, I do have built quite a clientele in the last 30 years. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, just keeps repeating uh, new calls, new clients from old referrals. So thirty years is how long the floor lasts. You'll be able to do some over again. Yeah, I've, I've done a few <laughs> a little shorter, and they they still look nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How much of it do you do commercial versus residential? Commercials probably twenty percent per okay. year versus the residential. Because that that's where we met was on a commercial job. It was oh. a big. Um, Big downtown affair. Yeah. Yep. Like an old old warehouse or an um, old factory floor, probably. It, yeah, it was an old dock dock yep. building. They had forklifts and stuff driving on this old maple. and Yeah. I think they beat it up pretty good, but we got it looking good again. Nice. Yep. Had some repair work to do there, and and uh, they did a lot of renovation in that. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's for the seed company, Revis. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we did. That was a great project. Worked in there all winter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, um, yeah, since you don't have a website, we won't give people uh, a web address to go to. But, um, yeah, if you're looking for flooring in South Minneapolis, call Mike. Sure. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Any anything else out there you want to mention or plug? or Not really. All right. All right. Great. Kind of figured, yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for coming in. Sure. Thanks, Mike. And chatting with us. Sure. Appreciate it. Very informative. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.